You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Cody, I thought you was opening the show today. Why would I open the show? They want to hear your lovely voice first. No, they don't want to hear my lovely voice. I know what they want to hear. Another episode. They just want to hear a Texas. show. I know that's true, guys. <laughs> running uh, a sports business and everything that we have our hands in can get difficult. But it is Wednesday, Locked On Texas on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, I am John, some sports guy, and as always, my partner in crime to the right of me. I promise you guys, when the season gets started, we will find time to give y'all a show every single day. They should know my name by now. Okay. Whoa, okay. Uh, well, hey, we got we got some things to talk about today. Um, Madden ratings for the rookies came out, mm. and uh. I guess we have this running theme that we're going to kind of start. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it running just yet. So we're going to dive into that. And also, who is light years away from where he was the last two seasons and making the organization really, really uh, happy that they kept this guy around the team? Uh, we definitely can't wait to talk about him because he is one of those guys that can be a Game changer. Oh, yeah. And be. not a game changer because he wasn't drafted <laughs> by a uh, game. This is Locked On Texans podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. Your daily news for the Houston Texans when we come back. Who are we talking about? Well, sit down, get you a beer or maybe some wine, ladies or fellas. You may want to drink your wine as well. And don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. And you can argue that sports.com. You can also find this on you can argue that sports.com. Hey, Cody, this past weekend, I know you know, I'm going to just let them know before we dive into some Houston Texans talk. Uh, I was at the NRG Arena for the PBC Showtime uh, boxing match between Jamal Charlo. And uh, Brendan Adams. Mm-hmm. And boy, was that an experience. Uh, I had a chance to be around a lot of stars. Mike Evans was in the building. I uh, had a chance to uh, catch up with Kareem Jackson, you know, former Houston Texans cornerback. Oh, really? He was there? Yeah, he was in the building. What do you have to talk um, about? He, you know, it's just... I, I, it wasn't one of those, let's talk. It was just, hey, what's going on? And, mm-hmm. you know, hate it, you left. You know, that's what it was. But he gave one of those, and I hate it, I left too, you know? So uh, Kareem Jackson was in the building, like I said. Mike Evans, uh, Earl Spence. Um, it, it, the, 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 the stars were out Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, was it just awesome and amazing being in that atmosphere. Uh, watching that amazing fight, uh, and even with those undercards, Lubin did some damage. The fight was over within the first four rounds. Um, 
So, um, but with that being said, being at the NRG Arena, you know, the NRG Stadium is right across um, the way, walking distance, and just seeing, because soccer was also, I don't know if it was the... It was the same night, I believe. The same night. It was... Mm -hmm. That whole area was just crazy. (laughs) Packed, busy. Luckily, uh, I had a friend that stayed down the street, so I let the traffic die down first before I went home. Finished up on the story. You can also check out the story on youcanargivetsports.com regarding the uh, premier boxing champion, um, Jamal Charlo. Andre Johnson was there. Um, it, the stars are out, man. And I just I can't wait to see the energy that the city can continue to get with boxing becoming more uh, relevant in the city. And we also know that they're gonna always going to have to compete with the Houston Texans uh, and, and the progress that they're making uh, to becoming the franchise that they want to be. Speaking of becoming a franchise that you want to be, the Texans running back coach, the Texans running back coach, Danny Barrett, said uh, last month via Houston Chronicle, I think he's continuing to work hard. I think he's going He's going to have a good offseason. He's having a good offseason today. The time away from here, I thought, was well spent for himself. Well, who am I talking about? Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman is going into his third year in the league. His first anticipated a full healthy season. Uh, And right now, they're raving about him, saying how he's light years away from where he has been previously. And, Cody, you know. How good of news is that for this team, organization, and fans? Um, I believe it's real exciting news. You know, Dante Foreman, it's just sad that he missed all of last year due to a um what was it, torn Achilles yes. injuries that he torn Achilles injury that he had played, had. He played one game and caught mm-hmm. that twenty yard uh passing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh other than that, he only rushed for negative one yards. But honestly, you know, if he can stay, once again, the if he can stay healthy theory, if he can stay healthy, you're looking at a guy who can quickly establish himself as one of the most talented running backs in this league today. I mean, you take a look at his rookie season when he finished with 327 rushing yards and two touchdowns, you know. I know he didn't touch the... Not foot. eye-popping numbers, but it's not eye-popping rookie numbers, coming in behind Lamar Miller. because he was a rookie playing behind Lamar Miller, but th- that that means every time that he was on the, the football field... He produced four and, yards a pop. Four yards a pop, and yeah. you know that is that is really exciting. You know, it, it's just something you know. I've been rooting for um, Deontay Foreman for a while now. I honestly do believe he's going to be at least these. He's going to take over the starting running back position. I want to say midway through the season. Uh, I think that's left to be seen for right now. Are you sure about because, that? Yeah, well, here's why. I believe that Lamar Miller already has a couple things over him. One, I'm in the league longer. Two, my 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 health hasn't been in question. And three, I'm the more dependable running back going into a full 16-game season. Yeah, yeah we, you're right. But how much if Dante Foreman continues to develop and he <clears throat> continues to be that – be that player who can come out. I mean, you're looking at his rookie season. He only played 10 games. He already had 327 yards. So if he continues to produce the way he had his rookie season, 
we all we we know we getting out of Lamar Miller at this stage in his career. And that's but that's I'm very true. I'm talking about true. midway through true. the season. You telling me you don't see a situation where Bill O'Brien say, you know what? Let's go with the younger player. Let's give it to Dante Foreman. Let's see what he can do. And here's one thing I like about Foreman. You know, and I, I've watched him for a very long time, dating back to his UT days. I'm a huge UT fan. So I, I there's certain guys that when we drafted Charles, the DN, and I, I'm not saying his last name because I don't want to butcher it, uh, but he's a guy from UT that I know what he can do with an opportunity. So a guy like Foreman, He is a great runner. Mm-hmm. Rushed for 2,000 yards one season at UT. So it's not like he can't run the ball. And not only that, he is good out the backfield. Now, Lamar Miller is both of those. However, anybody in this world can acknowledge if you watch this team. If you don't watch the team, it doesn't matter. The chances of your running back continually being able to produce, unless your name is Adrian Peterson <laughs> after a certain age, is very, very low. Am I right or wrong? Oh, you're 100% correct. And so I think where I'm not going to say that Foreman would take over fully. I think if Houston is smart, which that's very questionable right now, but that's another subject. Then they will be able to understand that, hey, if we're going to make it a deep run, mm-hmm. then we need to make sure we utilize both of them. Because mm-hmm. I believe when you get into the playoffs, then that's when Lamar Miller can do a little bit more damage because of his physicality and his sturdiness. Yeah. And and you have a point, And I'm glad that you touched on that because... Um, you correct me if I'm wrong. Bill O'Brien did say he wanted to explore the possibility of running a dual dual running back system, similar to what the New Orleans Saints did this past season. So, and, and well, by no means are we saying uh, they are as talented as but, a I mean, Kamara. At the end of the day, are- I do believe that that what you just said is a really good, valuable option that the Texans can do heading into next season. Because I'm pretty sure Dante Foreman is going to get some touches. And oh, yeah. Listen. at 28, he's either 28 or 29, Lamar Miller, he's getting up that age. And if you run this dual, dual option system, all you're doing is saving Lamar Miller more, a little bit more time in the league on his hands. And here's one thing. The running back coach, Bear, did say that the Miller-Foreman duo is ideal for Houston because the offense doesn't have to change depending on which back is on the field. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. Like, we don't have to, okay, change the game plan. And when teams see that, then they know how to kind of – what defenses they want to call. Both of those guys can run between the tackles, and both of those guys can catch out the backfield. And he went on to say, as a coach, it's obvious – it's obviously good because you don't have to change up what you're doing, he noted. Uh, went on to say uh, after that that you have an experienced back and you have a young back, of course, as Miller and Foreman. They can feed off of each other. I just think Deontay, again, being the younger back, having a year that has – having a year off has kind of helped his body, but also giving him a hunger to get back out there. Mm -hmm. That's two dynamics that you really, really have to look at. And I think what Miller's going to be able to do is kick off the game. But he's going to turn 30 soon. The numbers show... Uh, again, unless you're AP, that the decline is, is is inevitable. And then you have a younger back that he's right. Man, listen, y'all drafted me. I'm from this state. I'm not too far from Houston. 
You know, uh, I want to prove that not only do I belong, but I belong here. And those are two different combinations and dynamics that can really do some damage for that backfield if they get blocking. Oh, yeah, if they get blocking, you're right. If they, I'm pretty sure this year we're going to see the dual running back option. But once again, I do believe Dante Foreman, if not next year, and if he produced the way he he did his rookie season, and I'm pretty with sure more he's, touches, more yeah, with more touches, with more opportunities, help. going into the 2020 season, I know I'm looking way far into the future. Texans gonna have themselves a a a new starting running back. Well, I'll tell you one thing is for certain. You know, we let Alpha Blue walk to Jacksonville. Mm. We're not gonna have to worry about. Alfred Blue as your backup running back anymore. Alfred Blue was a guy that was just a, a he was a turtle on the side of a road. Like I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Alfred Blue wasn't that slow. I'm getting there. I'm get. I need time. I need time. And yeah, you got your moments, but there's no dynamic with Alfred Blue. <laughs> It was north and south. That's all. And Foreman brings a couple dynamics to the Houston Texans that if, you know, the the if he can stay healthy, which is that's always a question, mm-hmm. he'll be able to do something different. But let me tell you about doing something different. Listen, there's nothing to be ashamed about. A lot of guys go through this issue. Remember the days, fellas, when you were just ready to go. You didn't need anything. You would see a woman and you guys would be able to just have a good time. And then, boom, you can deliver. Now, no matter what the case is, up in age, it doesn't matter. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color and chew like your teeth. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can go ahead and put it down. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Again, that's BlueChew.com. Blue like the color, chew like your teeth. Speaking of a game, Madden ratings drop. We got some rookie ratings, and whoo, your boy. No, that's your boy. Your boy. Let's see what Gang Guys was rating on Madden. 2020 comes out later this month. You got to believe I'm getting there. I already know who I'm starting my season with. But don't go anywhere. This is Locked On Texas on the Locked On Podcast Network. Some sports guy, Cody Davis, will be right back. Cody, are you going to get a blue chew? I don't know because I'm, I'm... Do you know exactly what we're advertising? Yeah, Bluetooth is a sexual enhancing, um, it's not a pill. It's just something you chew to kind of get it popping. And again, that is Bluetooth.com, promo code, all caps, code, to try it for free. Just pay $5 for shipping. Listen, if I could try it for free and we're doing a promo for it, I might check it out. It's, look, you don't have to drink water with it. You don't have to do any of that. It's like gum. I, I, I need to take a mint before you get... Let me take a mint real quick. Did you take Viagra right now? Because no, that'll I, kill you. Well, I'm I'm not doing anything for uh, Viagra right now. I'm 
But it isn't. It's I'm doing something for Bluetooth, which is better, cheaper, and a faster choice. So, um, I probably will check out Bluetooth, and I'll let you know exactly. Well, you go ahead and let me know that. Thank you, you guys don't. for sponsoring our podcast, Blue Chew. Again, that's bluechew.com. Promo code, all caps, code to try it for free. Just pay $5 in shipping. Uh, the $5 is very low, by the way. That's all you got to p- pay. Uh, just as low as Madden <laughs> ratings for your boy, Ain't everybody's boy. guy. The gang guys, my goodness. So the Madden Raiders came out. Madden 2020 drops. Uh, actually, I think within the next month. Hold on, pause. We were getting old. We are. Madden 2020? Madden 2020 comes out. Like, and... John, come on now. Your birthday was last week. My birthday's next week. And we're looking at Madden 20. First and foremost, what was the first Madden you ever played? No, scratch that. What was your favorite Madden? My oh wow, my favorite Madden would be. I gotta verify the year on this because I always go by the cover. Uh, let me just make sure. I got who was on the front right. cover. Ray Lewis. That was Madden 05. Madden 05 was my favorite Madden because that was the hit stick year and that was. Mm, I remember the, that QB Vision year. I remember that. <laughs> that was my favorite Madden, followed by Madden 08, mm. which had my guy, Vince Young, on the cover. Oh, yeah. Even though he should have been in that front cover with a Houston Texan jersey. But that's neither here or there. Well, he, you know, his rookie year was pretty phenomenal. It should have been in the Houston Texan jersey. Right. And I guarantee you, if he had wore a Houston Texan jersey in his rookie year, he wouldn't he have to deal with Jeff still, Fisher. And he still would be in the league. Goodness, Jeff Fisher. But anyways, my favorite Madden. Madden 04. Madden 04. Uh, Michael Vick. Let's let's before we even talk about Michael Vick, baby. These underwhelming rookie ratings for the Houston Texans and, and, and their uh, Madden rating. Michael Vick is the greatest Madden character. Of all time. And he's arguably the greatest sports character. He's just the greatest video game character. I think, well, whoa. He's not, better than most bosses at the end of these fighting games. The man was unstoppable. That you know what? That's, uh, that, the I, man was unstoppable. Mike Vick was, a, I'm going to tell you a version on uh, Madden who was, uh, if you played with him, if you got the update, when Randy Moss was first traded to the Patriots, and on the game before they did the update, his number was 18. The very first time they updated it to 81, Randy Moss on fly, rights, fly routes was unstoppable. It was nothing you could do. You can put a, a, a safety over the top. with a, 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 It doesn't matter what you was doing. You could not stop. Randy Moss, um, Madden 04, Michael Vick, you couldn't stop anything. The only thing you would hope for is if you would hit him and he would fumble. But I think even then, <laughs> Vick was unstoppable. Um, I'm trying to think of another Madden year where a player... Wait, wait, but you know, at the end of the day, Michael Vick 
even though I love Drew Brees, I'm a Saints fan. He, Drew Brees is the goat, but Michael Vick is my favorite football player of all time. And he's he's, he's and I don't care what nobody say. In the first three four dominant. years of a quarterback, he's oh the my goat. Gosh. In the first three four years, quarterback go. You name me another quarterback who could pass for over two thousand yards and rush for one over one thousand yards in the same season. I can just name you a quarterback that won three rings. In this I don't season. care. He's not going to pass for over two thousand yards and rush for over one thousand yards. But that neither here or there. We talk about all these great Madden players. These guys in Madden twenties, they're not going to live up to the hell of hype. Uh, well, the official. Everybody else rating hasn't dropped yet, right? This is just the rookie rating for the Houston Texans, and they are pretty underwhelming. Uh, I'm just scrolling down here, and uh, our first-round pick, Titus Howard, 67 on Madden rating. A 67. 67. And the sad part about it, that's like the second highest. (laughs) Who has number one? Um, number one would be Jonah Williams at seventy two. Bingo. Jawan Taylor at seventy one. Andre Dillard at seventy. Cody Ford at sixty eight. Now, of course, none of these ratings really compare to what the possibility of real life is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's just a pre pre preseason rated for Madden. But my goodness, yeah, these these ratings are just terrible. terrible. Khalil Waring seventy. Cullen Gillespie, a 64. That's a fullback. That's understandable. <laughs> Fullbacks are not going to get nothing too high. His second round uh, draft pick, Lonnie Johnson Jr., the cornerback, his rating was 68. Uh, he even he even tweeted well, about it. At least he you know, ranks top of all Texans rookies in acceleration, acceleration. with 91. He that means he fast. Damn, Madden. Got me at a 68. Well, I mean, he must be listening to those reviews we're getting out of OTAs because the reviews that we're getting hasn't been very, hasn't very been good. good. Uh, he did put the sleeping emoji like, you guys are sleeping on me. Mm-hmm. Um, he is Houston's second highest uh, rated rookie. You know, he has a lot of, of, of big shoes to fill after the departure of Kareem Jackson. Um yeah. Lonnie, well, these Madden ratings. I can't wait for the real ratings to come out. What 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 do you think the Texans' top players? Of course, we're talking about Hopkins, Watts, and Watson. What do you think those ratings will be? I think personally, I think that DeAndre Hopkins should not be anywhere lower than a ninety-seven. Wow, a ninety-seven. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think Watson. After a full season, I think he can come in like around 89 or 90. And then just knowing history and then the, 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 the season that he had, his bounce back season, I think Justin James will be around uh, 94 to 96. But I definitely think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the number one rated player on Madden for the Houston Texans. And he should also be top two rated wide receiver for the entire league on Madden this upcoming uh, month. I, I agree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, what other receiver do you think could be higher rating? Uh, I would either go with maybe Antonio Brown or, or just what Julio Jones can do. Oh, but, well, to me, I, the only person I would think of is possibly Odell Beckham. 
Well, you know, Odell didn't finish the season out. Yeah, I know. But still. And Antonio Brown had another record year. uh, Put up great numbers, big numbers. And he may get an extra point or two for playing with the Oakland Raiders this upcoming season. So, who knows? Before we get out of here, Cody, what has been your favorite Texan moment? August is around the corner. What comes with August preseason? We know that. So I just want to see what has been your favorite Texan moment, a moment that stands out. I mean, that's kind of hard. Can I tell you one of mine? I want to do this at least once a week. We do our favorite moments. Here's one of my favorite moments. Mm -hmm. I mentioned that I saw Andre Johnson at the fight last week, right? This Mm -hmm. past Saturday. I already know where you're going. I already know where you're going. He (laughs) cemented himself in not Texans, Houston. Hall of Fame and Cortland Finnegan, that old good hometown Florida ass whooping. You know he didn't even get suspended. He shouldn't. He didn't get suspended. Not only did he get, did he not get suspended, he got a standing ovation whenever he left the stadium. That is one of my favorite moments in Houston Texan history because Cortland Finnegan deserved it. Andre Johnson has always been a mere, uh, you know, well-mannered guy. He doesn't cost too much since that one year in Miami. And he gave him a good hometown Southern ass whooping. That's one of my favorite moments. Yeah, that's a lot of people's favorite moments. But this is one of my favorite moments just to start off this theme. And I kind of feel like and, and, and this moment wasn't that long ago. Deshaun Watson break our game against the New England Patriots. Oh wow! This man threw for three hundred and one yards. Didn't he do some damage on the ground? Two touchdowns and forty-one rushing yards. Even though the Texans end up losing thirty-six to thirty-three, and that was on a last-moment pass from uh, that. Brooks. That was the yeah, like just look at my face and I just think of that number when I think of that game. It's just you just gotta get ugly when you say it. 301 passing yards. Whew. That was one of my favorite moments. Just, just just because at that moment you knew not only do the Texans have a quarterback, they have a star. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's what that one of my favorite moments. My favorite team. moment for Deshaun and I, it's not just my a favorite moment, but from him personally, uh, I went on a cruise. This is when the Astros in the World Series in the week they played Seattle, and he ended up getting hurt that practice. That's when he he blew his ACL. Uh, yeah, that was that, that Monday or Tuesday against Seattle was the moment I knew that this kid was built. That's right. That was the very moments. next week, man. Yes. That that. Yes, Deshaun Watson. I kind of feel like we the not only the city and the organization, but the NFL itself was robbed of a phenomenal rookie season from Deshaun. Watson. Oh yeah, oh yes, it was because the numbers this guy was putting up. That was in those seven games he played, and you remember at the beginning of the season, it was is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is he going to start? Is he not going to not to play? When is he going to start? When is he not going to start? Tom Savage was I, – I don't know why people was holding on his breath on Tom Savage, but that Seattle game was the game where he threw for 402 touchdowns, uh, four TDs. He did have three picks, but that was against a re- rejuvenated uh, Seattle defense. 
and then he also had 67 rushing yards. He, he did everything he could, let him down on a drive to score, and that was the game I said, well, you know what? So it wasn't a New England game? Not for me. It wasn't New England. To me, it was that New England game. He also had five TDs and no picks against uh, Kansas City. I was at that game. Crazy stadium, crazy atmosphere. He better than Patrick and, Holmes. Uh, me, I don't care nobody. Okay, whoa, hot take, hot take. Now, I mean, we can argue about that on the next show. Hot take. I personally, I would say let's wait until the season kicks off. Uh, this is the Locked On Texas podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Cody says you already know his name. That's why I said it. But I am John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter, Locked On Texans, and you can argue that sports. Also, like the Facebook page, Locked On Texans, and you can argue that sports. Don't forget to go to youcanargethatsports.com and subscribe. You can check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Megaphone, and of course, once again, you can argue that sports.com. Whenever you get into your car, just tell your smartphone, play Locked On Texans podcast. Until next time, <sighs> I wouldn't be mad if you created your own player for the Houston Texans and boosted their ratings because, well, you'd be the best rookie on that team for the game. But you won't be better than Michael Vick in 2004. Or Randy Moss in 2008. Peace! You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.